Hey everybody, hey, welcome, welcome to Behind the Curtain. I am Father Tom Connery here at St. Teresa of Bellevue, Florida, snuggled between Ocala and the world-famous villages. And today, for a change, I'm by myself. This is uh, doing the recording just a few days before Thanksgiving, so many people already are on that Thanksgiving frame of mind, I guess. Uh, I look forward to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving has increased in its popularity in my life, especially. It's right behind Easter. Easter probably still number my still my favorite number one, but Thanksgiving is right up there with it. I enjoy Thanksgiving. It's a simple holiday. I mean, unless you're the one who's cooking, but I don't. My job is to eat, and I I'm pretty good at that. And so I do enjoy Thanksgiving. Is they don't have that same stress, especially with Christmas. So much going on, so much activity, and I don't know about Christmas. Sometimes you there's feelings of guilt. Who to get gifts for? Did you pay enough? Did you spend enough money? And ah, it's just a pressure. But Thanksgiving is simple. It's coming together with family and friends, hopefully, and just enjoying a good meal and just being each other's presence. So I uh, enjoy it. And and I like turkey. One of my favorite sights is seeing the turkey uh, on the table. You know, before you dig in, before you cut it, just there it is, and it's all its glory. With those drumsticks and the brown skin and big old bird, I just, even as a kid, I used to like looking at it. But also, besides the dinner, and um, who doesn't like turkey sandwiches? <laughs> Sometimes it's almost better than the hot turkey meal. Oh, I love my turkey sandwich. I like to get some whole wheat toast. Turkey, of course. I prefer the dark meat, which usually is not a problem because most prefer the white meat. I like that dark meat, nice and juicy. And then I put on the little mayonnaise, of course, on the on the bread. Not too much, though. Then the cranberry sauce. Then I have some stuffing. And that usually makes my sandwich. But I have to have my pickles, Klaassen pickles, by the way, and some potato chips. If I'm really going overboard, I have a bowl of a split pea soup. If not, uh, I'm fine with it. The chips and the pickle. And this year, I'm going to have a Yoo-Hoo. That's it. That's all it takes, but it's delicious. So I look forward to that. And anyway, this first time I won't be going home in a long time, I guess. Now I didn't go home the year before, but usually most Thanksgivings I've been home. But this year, because of the pandemic, I will be here. But I won't be alone. Thanks be to God for wonderful people here in my parish. We have our social service. We have our soup kitchen, and it's open 365. We try to be open every day, feed our people. And in the past, we had a beautiful sit-down turkey dinner. They're in our parish hall, but again, because of the coronavirus, that won't be possible. But it won't stop the dinner. We will have a nice turkey dinner and just be takeout only, which, you know, better than a peanut butter and jelly, I guess. So if you hear me and they have time, that come. We serve between 11 and 1. We have some wonderful people give up their part of their holiday to help those to feed the hungry. So I'll be there. Keep me busy because something something to do, then I relax. So that's my Thanksgiving is going to look at, look look at. So um, so uh, hope you have a good Thanksgiving as well. And and Thanksgiving uh, used to be a big thing because it was a four day holiday, especially when I was in grade school. It was the first big four day break you had. Now kids have seems to have much longer weekends with teacher meetings, so it's not as uh, the first you know not no longer the first big break. 
remember I was in the seminary and then in high school. Thanksgiving was the first time we get to go home. We went to get to go home on a Wednesday and home those, you know, three or four days, come back on Sunday. So Thanksgiving was something to look forward to. First time away from the seminary, 13, 14 years old. So it was wonderful. And I have great memories, even now, the last few years. Luckily, I have some wonderful nephews and nieces. And we would play our typical touch football right there in the street. Uh, I would be one quarterback. My brother Raymond would be the other quarterback. And I'm happy to say, and maybe properly so, typically I came out with the winning score. I kept things basic. My brother tried to do some razzle-dazzle. But it was fun. I played a little uh, touch football there in the street. And then we come in and sit around and have a nice meal to be with each other. Then usually after the meal, when things got quieter, uh, so my mom and my sisters would play uh, Parcheesi. That was sort of my uh, Thanksgiving holiday. And I really did enjoy it. But now, right, with the uh, pandemic, this will be a different kind of uh, Thanksgiving. They encourage you not to travel, at least not to travel by plane, but... I think you see many people are still are still traveling, but you say if you have to travel, travel at least by car. And they ask you to, to uh, keep the numbers down, and really if you can limit it just to people in your own household, do not add any guests or visitors, for either family or friends. I believe up in New York, they advise no more than 10 people. So I don't know what your situation is on how you're gonna spend your Thanksgiving, but it's definitely different. And it's also a different Thanksgiving, just the idea that we come and give thanks and may feel, well, what's there to give thanks for? This is some heck of a year with this pandemic virus. Indeed, it has been. And I want to be sympathetic to those who, who contracted the virus, became ill. And those who lost loved ones, all right, that's a very, very heavy pain to carry, to losing a loved one, maybe a mom, a dad, or a spouse, or maybe just losing your job, struggling financially, afraid of maybe losing your home. So there are a lot of effects on this, but I, I, I recognize that. Thanks be to God, I've been okay, and most of my parishioners, parishioners here as well, and my family, but I know others have not been that fortunate. But yet, I still say when we come together, we still gotta be thankful this Thanksgiving. But think about the first uh, Thanksgiving there with uh, the pilgrims. The first winter in this new land, this new country there in Massachusetts. If I'm not mistaken, I believe, Lord, I think half didn't survive the winter. It was a struggle. It was very difficult. But at the end, when, the, you know, when they got the crops, they, they thank God for those who did survive and praying for those who, had, who didn't make it. And thanks to the kindness and influence of the Native Americans who helped them, taught them how to plant, what to grow, and so they gather together. It's been, you know, it, it's a great day of giving thanks. And what I like about Thanksgiving as well, it's, you know, we come Christmas, such a challenge where you can say Merry Christmas, who can you say that to, don't say it to, but who, who can be offended if you say Happy Thanksgiving? Maybe someone people will, but usually it's one kind of holiday that unites all Americans. It's not based on any particular religion, right? So hopefully that we all can share this great, great day of, of, of giving thanks. Mm -hmm. But I also like Thanksgiving really for what it, um, for what it represents. The beautiful virtue of gratitude. Now, if I can be honest with you, I have grown in uh, 
and my gratitude to God and to others. I make it a point, I try as best as I can, to appreciate, to be thankful, to be grateful for what anyone has done to me, has given to me, and to see it all as a gift, to live with a very grateful heart. And I guess over the years, what I've been coming, really, the habit I have developed is just writing little thank you notes, sometimes on a postcard or a card, for something that someone may have given me. Could be a food item, could be a cash gift, or clothing, whatever, it doesn't matter. Because I always tell myself, they did not have to do that. No matter how big or small, how expensive or inexpensive, it, it doesn't matter. Everything is a gift. So really, if someone, if someone would, were to give me a quarter, I would be grateful and I would thank them for that. Uh, my, my brother was telling me, my, my cousin, who now and then may give me a little donation, maybe say a mass, and she told him that how she, you know, I write her a thank you note and how much she likes it, and she's sort of flabbergasted, like, wow. He acted like I gave him, you know, a huge sum of money, you know, for what I wrote. But it's not based on, you know, what the amount that someone thought of me went out of their way to bless my life. So I want to bless them. I want to thank them. Hmm? And I really think we need to see the world because sometimes we see things that as if we have it coming to them that we deserve it or it's no big thing. It's Everything's a big thing. I'll tell you one thing that sometimes annoys me. Maybe it happens to you as well. Uh, going out, sometimes the gym or any sort of building and I hold the door for the incoming person and then they walk through it and they don't acknowledge you. You know, don't even say thank you. I know it's such a small thing, but it sort of, it does irritate me. I'm thinking, well, you think I'm supposed to hold the door for you? I mean, do you have it? Are you somebody that I should hold the door for automatically? I don't get why one cannot say thank you. Even when, yeah, I'm sure the same way when we drive our cars, we let someone cut, you know, get in the line, go ahead of us. Don't you expect that little appreciative wave with the hand, you know, the, to acknowledge that you did something towards them? It's funny how we sort of feel that way. They don't, like, you sort of put out. Am I the only one that sometimes feels that way? So we, we need to live a life where we are grateful. Grateful for everything. Now let me ask you this. Is, are happy people grateful people? Or are grateful people happy people? Now, at first sound, you may think it's all, this, it's all the same. It's nothing different. Oh, we, there is a difference in that. If you say grateful people are happy people, we're saying that the cause of happiness is gratitude. When we say happy people are grateful people, we're saying those who are, you know, those who are grateful, the cause is because they're happy. I don't know if you see the difference, but to me, it's a big difference. And the truth is, grateful people are happy people. Gratitude leads to our contentment, a certain joy, and happiness. When you live this life, seeing everything as a gift. I often encourage people, recommend people, especially at, you know for their night prayers, if they say prayers, I like them to say, you should say some prayers before you go to sleep at night. That's not something just for little kids, but you should pray. And often we don't know what to say, what to do, and I have a very simple method of your prayer life. If it takes you just a few minutes, not even that probably, before you retire, stop, reflect on the day and say, what am I thankful for? And I think you should be able to at least mention five things 
that you are thankful for. At least five. You can do more if you so desire, or if your day had been that wonderful, but five things. And if you can, say it out loud. Say it out loud. Let yourself hear it as you speak to God, thanking the Lord. And you'll be surprised when you do this each day, you know, day after day, the things that you begin to thank God for. Because often it's, it becomes more than simply, well, thank you, Lord, for my health. Thank you, Lord, for my, my parents, whatever it might be, my spouse. After a while, you begin to, you, you begin to notice other things that, you know, that God has been so gracious to you during the day. And sometimes it could be just a friendly person at the cashier. Someone held the door for you. I, 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 just getting a note, getting a happy email, or someone complimented you, or things went well at the meeting, or you gave a good, in my case, oh, the homily went well. You got to visit a sick person. They were grateful. It, it's amazing. And sometimes it's just simple. Oh, I had a nice lunch. What a beautiful sandwich. Got to see people. Once you start, stop and thinking and you try to remember all the things that you're grateful for, they can be quite a list. And so that's why I want to encourage you, not just for Thanksgiving, but every day, before you retire, before you call it a day, to take time to thank the Lord for all the blessings in your life. For grateful people are happy people. And that's something that I've, you know, sort of learned, heard about it, but not really this part of my life, really trying to work on that. I don't want to be a grateful person. And I told you I try to like sometimes write a little card, a little postcard, just thanking someone for something simple, whatever it may be. And I remember someone, I forget what they did, did the actual thing, what they did for me, but I wrote a little thank you note. And I had to go to their home. Either some, there's something reason, I guess, I don't know, the sick call, whatever it was. I forget, but I'm in the house and they're on the, so on the fireplace mantle. There was the card that I wrote. <laughs> I didn't think much of the card that it was that special, but the person receiving it thought so. And so they kept it there in a the place of prominence. I said, oh my goodness. Boy, I gotta make sure I continue this practice. And I guess, especially as a priest, we don't normally hear from our priest, right? The pastors, the, you know, so many people in the parish. And so I think really for anybody, it does say something that you actually took the time to write a handwritten note. It's different than a email or checks they're fine they're nice but there's something about getting a handwritten note even in the mail because what we get on mail lately just you know advertisements and bills probably very few times we get anything that's really pleasant or upbeat so i recommend you know just writing a little note and you know it doesn't take long at all you know you just a couple of sentences a couple of lines that's it doesn't take much time at all. So if I gave one thing you do, I would suggest that. I read an interesting book. It's uh, called uh, Double Blessing. All right. Mark Batterson. By Mark Batterson. Good book. Anyway, um, he shares a little bit of a history about being grateful and thankful. He said, did you say that, that, I don't know if you knew this, but the observant Jew says a bare minimum of 100 blessings per day. Now we're saying, thank God for five. This is a minimum of a hundred blessings. You think, how can I find a hundred? Well, these blessings cover everything in the whole gamut of the human experience. They offer a blessing not only before they eat, like many of us do. That seems to be the one time that we pray before we eat. But they also offer the blessings even during the meal itself for all the different tastes and smells. 
Mm. Oh, that's so delicious. Oh, that's spicy. Oh, I love that flavor. Mm. Oh, that turkey's filling the house. Mm. And after the meal is over, you guessed it, they offer the closing blessing, thanking God for the food. Observant Jews will bless God for a new day, a new article of clothing, a new experience. And whenever they experience something pleasurable, it translate, translates into praise. It's amazing, huh? <laughs> at least a hundred. So they look at everything as a gift and grateful for everything. And they don't wait to the end of the day this, you know, to, to make a count of it. it they do it while, it while it is happening. So you go outside. What a beautiful day. The sun's out. Thank you, Lord. Oh, the temperature's wonderful. Oh, there's a cool breeze. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord, I'm walking. Thank you how comfortable these new shoes are, these socks. I, it, you know, it's, it's incredible. Anyway, during the days of King David, a devastating plague is said to have claimed the lives of a hundred Israelites every single day. And in the face of that terrible situation, the council of Jewish rabbis prescribed the practice of reciting 100 blessings per day to counteract the plague. This is their defense. This is how they went on the attack. That we will recite a hundred blessings per day to counteract the plague. Now, according to the tradition, the plague stopped immediately. Now, I can't vouch for that if that's the, you know, the cause, but this is what this tradition says. Because they had a thankful spirit, thankful heart, the plague was stopped. Now, I can't promise you that your gratitude will cure whatever ails you, you know, whatever problems you may be having, especially during this pandemic. I'm not saying it's going to go away. But gratitude, it's a great place to start, and you could do far worse than that. And that's where the blessing begins. Now, according to the Talmud, which is Talmud, which is sort of a reflection on the Jewish scriptures, their interpretation, if you enjoy something without saying a blessing, it's as if you have stolen it. It says a man embezzles from God when he makes use of this world without uttering a blessing. These are people who take things for granted, who think they, you know, they have it coming to them, and you're stealing from God. Our payment to God is not in monetary, but is in thanksgiving, thanking God for everything. So I wonder how many times have these little blessings have you not given to God? I mean, big blessings really make you guilty. Hmm? Anyway, the way we make restitution is by recognizing that every good and perfect gift comes from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. So it's not just Thanksgiving, it's called thanks living. Living with that attitude, living, seeing everything, everything that happens is a blessing, is a gift from God. And I will be grateful for it. I will not just take it and think I have it coming with granted. Hmm? Now, Mark Batterson went on to say that he has this maxim that he tries to live by. Whatever you don't, don't turn into praise turns into pride. Hmm? Wow. And one of the simplest ways, he says, to position ourselves for future blessings is by praising God for past blessings. In fact, we're not ready for the next blessing until we have adequately thanked God for the last one. So you want to be, be blessed by God? You want God to continue to help you, to be with you, to show his favor to you? Or have you showed God great gratitude and 
thanksgiving for all the blessings he has given you? Why would he give you more if you're not appreciative of what you already have received? You know? So, I think you have to uh, keep blessing God and praising God. You know, then that's what he, that's what he says to us. Hmm? Anyway. So most of us are good at praising God, as he mentions, that uh, for the big things. But we fail to bless God for the little things. And often we're good at praising God after the fact, but not a second before. So that's what I really want to emphasize with myself and with you as well. Yeah, we could think, you know, if we win the lottery or something really goes our way or, you know, get a raise, get a bonus, get a day off. Yeah, we thank God for that. But even the little things, that's what you really need to work on. Thanking God for the little ones, the little things in your life. And, and then you, you see God's work in your life. But also gratitude for God but even before it happens. So there's requests. You're praying for someone who's sick. You need a special favor. You thank God for it even before it happens. For in faith you believe it will take place. And you say, thank God for your gift, Lord. And I remember I did that when I used to pray for my church. My, one of my former churches. And we are trying to get these stained glass windows. And I would walk in the church early in the morning. Looking at those windows that not yet to be. And thanking God for them. I saw them in my mind. I pictured those stained glass windows. And I would thank God. I said, Lord, thank you so much for these beautiful windows. Look how beautiful they look. Look how they enhance our church. And thanks be to God, those windows came much quicker than I ever expected. So learn how to thank God, not only after the blessing, but thank God before the blessing. You pray in that faith that God will hear and answer your prayer. And if it doesn't turn out the way that you hope to wish or pray for, then you thank God because you know that God has something better planned for you, that you would trust God's purposes, you would trust the ways of God. Mm-hmm. Amen. So we often think about the ten lepers, with that usually the gospel we read on Thanksgiving Day. And we're so familiar that nine never came back, but only one came back to thank God. And I like how uh, Mark Batterson said that. He, he, you know, he came back and he was healed of something even worse than the uh, leprosy. He was healed of ingratitude. And so that's why him came back. He healed of the sickness of being ungrateful. So we got to thank, come back and thank God. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I hope these little reflections help you as we get ready for Thanksgiving. And I hope you do have a good Thanksgiving. I know it may be a little challenging as we go through this pandemic. It may not be the way it was in the past. And you may be long for it and say, oh, it's not the same. This ain't Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is not based on a turkey or the mashed potatoes or stuffing. Thanksgiving is something that's interior. It's in your heart. And that you are grateful. And that you are grateful that you are alive and that you are breathing. No matter what many struggles you may have. So thank the Lord for that. And as, you, as we continue to get closer to the Christmas, New Year, live a life not only thanksgiving, but thanks living. Be a person. Thanks, thanks God for every blessing, for everything. Big ones, small ones. All of them are God's gift. Because remember, a grateful person is a happy person. May you be grateful and be blessed with God's joy. God bless you. I hope to see you next week.